water, earth, fire, air. Welcome to Bending the Elements. Production by the Novice Latest Podcast. With your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. The podcast about all things Avatar. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, those in between and unaffiliated to Bending the Elements and Avatar podcast with your host, myself and Caleb. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, I'm doing doing pretty fine. And yeah, it's exciting to be here at the penultimate episode. Yeah, as we uh, as we jump into what's this one again? Book two, episode 19. Yes, chapter 19, The Guru. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It feels like this this book has shot right by lately. We've just been uh, plowing through it quick. Yeah, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm a little uh, shocked myself as well. It kind of feels like we're still in book two. I mean, we are, but like, <laughs> feels like there should be more, but no, it's, it's, yeah, it's chapter 19. So who would have thought? And it's nine days away uh, from the winter solstice in real life. Oh, yes. Maybe we should do that episode again. Just in, uh... no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Certainly. Why not? It needs a once over anyways. <laughs> Uh, but uh, th- this one was written by Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konitzko together. So so it's a big deal. You know, our, our two buds coming in to write this one. Now, who directed it, though? Uh, the old Giancarlo Volpe back again. Okay, very nice. Okay, then. And would you like to, uh, to read the summary for us? We can get this one started. I shall read the summary. We begin this episode with Zuko enjoying his new lease on life post his inner crisis in the last episode and celebrating the opening day of Iroh's new tea shop. And briefly touching on half of Team A, we see Aang leave Sokka to reunite with his father, while the Avatar heads off to meet Guru Patik and begin a new phase of his training. But over with the Azula attack squad, still disguised as the Kyoshi warriors, the Earth King tells them of the secret plot to attack the Fire Kingdom during the coming solar eclipse. And recognizing the threat, Azula hatches a plot to use Dai Li to take control of the Earth Nation capital. And with Toph, we see her still captured by her parents' bounty hunters. But as Aang learns to master his inner chakras, Toph learns to master the inner particles of Earth in the metal cage she's held in, and metal bends her way to escape. She proceeds to lay a beat down on her captors, and then heads back to the city. But for the last part of our group, we see Katara taking a break from her role as military counsel uh, and visit a newly opened tea shop to get her and Momo something to drink. But as bad luck would have it, this tea shop happens to be Uncle Iroh's shop, and Katara is shocked to discover the two firebenders living in Ba Sing Se. But when Katara runs to the palace to tell the Earth King of what she's seen, she makes the error of telling the Azula attack squad instead, and they knock her out when she realizes her mistake. But back with Guru Patik and Aang, the Guru teaches that in order for Aang to gain control of the Avatar state, he must first learn how to clear the paths of his inner energies and gain control of his chakras. And in doing so, he guides Aang through an inner confrontation of Aang's past guilts, self-disappointments, grief, and more. But as Aang finally confronts the Avatar state again, he's given a vision of Katara in danger and chooses to go off to save her rather than finish the training. 
He intercepts Sokka, just as he was about to join his father in fighting a Fire Nation fleet, and the two head after Katara together. And as the episode comes to a close, Azula is kidnapped by the Dai Li, and given a meeting with Long Fang. And we see that Zuko and Iroh have been invited to serve tea to the Earth King. And that's how we close The Guru. Thank you very much for that reading, and, and if you'd like to get your uh, copy of the old Timestamp Zero, we can get this, this train rolling. Playing. Playing. Yeah, and this is another, I guess we should mention during the uh, the opening credits here, this is another time where our Blu-rays combine the two episodes into one. They done it again. I don't know why they did this, but they, they just done it again. Yeah, and we'll discuss it, because it does feel like a pretty distinct episode compared to the next one, so this isn't like... Um, uh, what was what was the siege of what was that siege, one called again? It was siege of the north parts one and then two. Yeah, there you and go. And then, uh, but previously it was both the serpents pass and all of its other you know whatever subtitles. Uh, yeah, Wilson's son and the drill. Yeah, Wilson's son. There we go. So I don't know. Like it's <laughs> oh, and of course <laughs> the animation was provided by DR Movie. Mm, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I didn't I didn't stick around for the, the credits all the way at the end of this big thing, but it looked like DR movie, at least some of the the character models. But I like this little opening here. We pick up, you know, Zuko, he's feeling a little little rejuvenated after his whole fever routine, and I like to see this new shade on him. Oh yeah, I think it was a routine. He just like it was all an act. Oh, fair enough. Okay, <laughs> fair. Uh he's, he's doing the old like, I'm sick, I can't go to school. I wanna get out of school. Like, okay, there's Zuko, fair enough. Yeah, that's not quite how I meant to, but I could see how you'd take it that way. <laughs> I mean not only that, but like I mean the bud it's it's like his uncle's first day at the his new job and he like catches a fever. Like what what the heck? Mm, there you go. And he was kind of complaining about it too, like, Oh, you're so happy but here, but I'm I'm pouty and sad. And yeah, he's sick. Hmm, seems pretty suspicious. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but yeah, I guess we'll see more of, of how uh, how they celebrate their their opening day. In, unless you have something more to say about that scene. I was going to jump over to Yeah, Andy, I, got, but... I got exactly one thing to say. I don't like this at all. Zuko's been brainwashed. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they are in Bossing Se, and we've seen what they uh, do to people there. So maybe Uncle Iroh turned him in. Oh, he's been such a such a sourpuss lately. He's always bringing me down. Dai Li, uh, maybe you can do something about this guy. Well, I mean, I don't know where they're gonna put him, given that the I, well, given what we may suspect of the last episode, uh, the Dai Li flooded that entire like you know underwater headquarters, and probably drowned a bunch of duties. <laughs> oh yeah, I think we mentioned that last time. Oh my that's, goodness! That's uh, yeah, that's that's still something that I'm not gonna let go of. Like that's still pretty creepy and really immoral. Well, to be fair, we haven't seen any Judys in this episode, at least not when I watched earlier. So. Yeah, you know why? Because they're either all like swimming with the fishes, or they're fish food. Oh wait, that's the same thing. Yeah, R.I.P. Or they're just you know stuck in there. I don't know. Oh, but speaking of fish food, we uh, we cut over to Ang and and Sokka and and he's dropping off Sokka to to go stay with his visit with his father so I, I think this is a nice little exchange between them I like to see how happy uh Aang seems about his his new uh trainer potentially uh oh oh okay I, I thought you were talking about like so Sokka and Katara's dad's gonna teach him stuff like okay fair enough I guess no <laughs> well just because Sokka asks him like are you excited to to go meet the guru and he, he, he seems he seems uh, ready to meet the challenge. 
Yeah, so. no, that's fair. But before you know, he takes off after Sokka returns to being. It's been a while since he's been on Appa. Now all of a sudden he's like you know getting sick. Like what? What the mm-hmm. heck? Yeah, air sick. Yeah, air sick. There you go. Thank you. I don't. I don't know why. Oh, but I do think this is a, a nice scene when Sokka kind of marches through with all these men who, you know, when they probably left, they maybe acted more superior, but now that they're with him again and, you know, he's changed so much. I like that he's more treated as a peer. At least that's what I, I read for the overall tone of this episode. Yeah, no, these guys seem to be pretty open and they instantly know who he is. And uh, we, we get pretty quickly, like, you know, they all, yeah, they, they all look at him and, you know, they kind of measure him of like, oh, you're, you know, now my height. It's like, Okay, so that's that's pretty cool. I'll say that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and I like the even though it's fairly brief, I like the one with his dad too. When he comes in, he doesn't notice him at first, and it has to be one of his little or one of his uh, like second in commands or something who who notifies him. Oh, you don't remember? Oh, you can't remember that second in command? Come on, it's Bato, man. Was that him? Oh, that was man. him. Yeah, remember he was. Uh, it was either him or somebody else that we saw. It was either him or uh, Sokka's dad that we saw, or we. we um, back in Appa's lost days uh, when they were on the ships. Yeah, I think it was the dad because I thought Bato had that little goatee. Oh, yeah. By the way, payoff. Yeah, there we go. Some payoff. Yeah, there you go. So that that was a setup and this is a payoff. So, hey, we see these guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what happens with with them, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's obviously, you know, we'll, we'll get more of that, um, I assume. So let's, we'll put that aside for now and uh, go back to the um, bossing say. Yeah. And I we, we cut basically right from where we ended the last episode uh, with yeah the Earth King talking to the old the old Azula gang. Well, talking to the Kyoshi warriors who are not the Kyoshi warriors I've seen before. Recognize. Yes. Yeah. Something about them is off. Oh, and I can tell you what's off. I'm pretty I'm pretty positive. What's positive about? What are you positive about, sir? Oh, that's the Azula attack squad. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like I it might look like them, but I feel like the makeup is just like it's kind of doing some but it's it's not them cuz again, the makeup is just like really hiding their faces there so i i can't tell if it's them but something is off i'm i'm gonna be a little more suspicious of these guys so i'm just gonna wait oh it's that hair that uh that ty lee hair it's a dead giveaway for me uh okay whatever you say not ty lee <laughs> yeah i guess we'll see yeah it's funny that their names are are so similar but <laughs> but poor uh, bosco you know he's he, he's looking a little bit down i don't know maybe he's a little depressed he can sense something's wrong He's been trying to tell the king maybe, and the king doesn't understand. He's like, they smell they smell a little off. I know what Kyoshi Warriors smell like. I used to hang out on Kyoshi Island before I was brought here. Really? Really? Hey, I'm just reading his expression. I can't be sure. You know, I don't... Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> but he does seem a little down. Yeah, he does seem a little down. Well, what kind of also puts me down is that the Earth King's quite a blabbermouth, and... Even though, I mean, okay, he was given the information and and given the the heads up that you know the Kyoshi Warriors they can be trusted. You know, they're they're pretty tight, right? They're close, but like, he's a little too like, you know, I don't want to throw these guys into the bus, but like, yeah, he's a little like too open about like these secrets. And I'm like, uh, you sure you should be doing this? Like, uh, mentioning the fact that you know they're gonna have a solar eclipse, like we're gonna invade the Fire Nation during the solar eclipse, and then one of the 
Kyoshi Warrior's eyes perks up like, hey, wait a minute. What's going on there? Yeah, and I mean, they did throw him a little bit of a bone in the last episode when Sokka's like, oh yeah, you can trust those Kyoshi Warriors. I completely vouch for them. But it's still like, yeah, maybe maybe save some of that stuff for you know your military uh, council or something. But yeah, it's not it's not a great look for him. We did discuss last time that he seemed like he was kind of dumb, and this doesn't necessarily help, even though you can't fully blame him. Or at least ill-informed. And him just hanging out with his bear. He doesn't even seem all that concerned. He just wants to pet his little bear pal. And he, he's, we, we even see, uh, when we eventually see the, the planning, like the the war council, he's not even there. It's just Guitar and the general, but... Which we cut to, and we see, you know, the war council. The council of five. Yeah. Uh, if you look to the left of uh, General Howe... Um... I guess his right, but his our left. Um, you actually see, I think it was either General Shin or not that, but it's uh, the general from the drill. It was that same general, hmm. apparently. Yeah, he's learned to trust the uh, uh, team avatar of folks now. Yeah, he's saying a little. Uh, he's saying a little less now. Uh, he's being, yeah, he's being a, a bit more, you know, open-minded and uh, reserved. Yeah, and I'm curious uh, since I only saw three of the Earth Nation guys in Katara. Is Momo the, the fifth of the member of the council? Sure, probably. Given <laughs> that he destroys the Fire Nation instantly like that. I did like Katara doing her little joke. Maybe we could send him in to do some damage. I thought that was kind of cute. Um, but we have another setup. Ladies and those between affiliated. Two months. Two months away until the day of the Black Sun. Two months till the summer solstice. So this means that if we're going by, you know, it's it's June. Usually the solstice is either June twenty second or twenty first, depends on the year. Um, that puts them right now in April, so two months. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I'm curious how that's going to play in the next season. So spring hasn't even been a month away, <laughs> or spring hasn't even gone a month. Interesting. <laughs> Well, they're they're traveling around so much, you know. Maybe the I know, I know, but it was four weeks ago, by the way. When like it's been four weeks since like they left the desert. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. We didn't even have a we didn't even have a spring equinox uh, episode. That kind of blows. Mm, maybe maybe they couldn't fit it in there. They're kind of biomes they're moving through this time. I I don't know. Anyways, so basically, uh, General Hal gives the plan to Katara and the audience, and then uh, asks for the. Uh, Earth King's signature, or no, not signature. I think just to get the plans over to him uh, immediately. And uh, I thought he was going to spin the table, uh, like it, it, like hmm. use the Earth as like an Earth ring and just spin it around. And it turns out there was it's only like a table, uh, a semicircle. I'm like, oh, that's that's a shame. You know, I'm so surprised that they were making uh, Katara be the messenger there. Like they didn't have some sort of lackey that they could send them off to do it, but Katara's got to be the one. Yeah, that's you got a point there. Oh, but we'll we'll cut back to them a little bit later. But first, we have to get over to the long-awaited scene that I've certainly been waiting for, and that's Ang arriving to meet uh, Guru Patek. We see Ang go to the Eastern Air Temple, and we are mm. not greeted to any memories that he may have had back in the day if he did travel to the Eastern Air Temple. Ignore those. Ang arrives and sees Guru Patek. And he asks, are you the guy who put the, uh, put the, tied the paper to uh, up his horns? And he goes, I am the walrus. Oh boy. You're good at that again. Yeah. 
So, and I love this. I love the atmosphere, by the way. It's very like, you know, yeah. warm colors. There's a mist around them. It's really great. I, I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that uh, Guru Patek mentions pretty quickly that like, oh, I was a friend of Monkey Yatso. Kind of ease his way with, with Aang, you know, his mentor right there. I like that. And I liked even Aang's kind of uh, his first interaction with him being kind of like stunned by his aura. At least that's the vibe I got. <laughs> It's good that Patik opened the line with, I was a spiritual brother uh, to your people and a per- close personal friend with Monk Gyatso. Um, I wonder if uh, Patik would have interacted with Aang back in the day. Uh, probably, but you know that didn't happen. So just, you know, just what would have happened, but didn't. Now it has, um, years later. And uh, basically goes right into it, not really being... The not sentimental, but kind of getting down to business. Uh, as as much yeah. as it would be nice to have these two talk about, you know, the old the days of yore and remembrance. Um, unfortunately, Aang is actually being very proactive and kind of straight to the point here on wanting to learn how to master the Avatar state. So, very interesting. I I, I must say that's a little a little different than what I expected, but I, I think I'm open to it. Yeah, but did you expect the uh, uh, predating the Last Jedi by a long time? this uh, potentially very portentous or portentous moment being disrupted uh, with a big comedy bit with Aang being shocked by the taste of that was a banana onion mixture. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how, what, what do you, can you please explain, sir? Well, you know, we, if we end off the force awakens, it seems like a very serious moment. We open the last Jedi with this, this big meeting between a, a, a learner and her master. And then they do this unexpected kind of comedy shot. Where he just throws a lightsaber. This one, the unexpected comedy shot kind of interrupting is him suddenly looking like he's going to gag and spit up his uh, his food there. Well, here's the difference. Uh, one, Patrick is not a cynic. Uh, well, one, no. <laughs> that cynic is technically the Fire Lord, uh, played by the same guy. But, um, you, you know, like he's he's enjoying it and he... You know, he's enjoying uh, and laughing at Aang in a way. Well, not laughing, but laughing with Aang in a way. Uh, being very open and being jovial and jolly. So there's a there's context, or not even context, there's tone. And remember, this is like this, this has shown comedy bits. That just <laughs> suddenly like brings the audience, like causes whiplash for everybody when like, and I telegraphed it. I swear on my life, I telegraphed it when I first watched it without you. Of like he's gonna toss the lightsaber back, and he did. I was like, "What is this movie?" <laughs> well, I, I didn't mean the overall context. I just meant uh, it felt like uh, maybe Ryan Johnson seen this movie. I was like, "I want to steal that scene there. I want to take that moment." Okay. Well, anyways, so after that whole fiasco, <laughs> Aang's stomach increases by tenfold. I guess I don't know. There you go. Plus plus three to like stomach or edibility or endurance whatever anyways yeah he leveled up yeah he leveled up yeah there you go um we cut over we'll go back to them we'll cut we cut over to the two nimrods Mm. and uh the old classic uh they're lost and everybody knows if you're if you're a guy you know that you have to be you know very stubborn-minded and close-minded about when it comes to getting asking for directions Oh yes, uh, of course they uh, they teach you that in in grade school. Yeah, yeah in, in men grade in men grade school. Yeah, the pre kindergarten, the the gendered only. Oh 
Jeez, yeah. fair enough. They teach women how to, they teach little girls how to read maps. They teach little guys how to ignore someone telling them how to read a map. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, these two dummies, of course, it's like these, these two characters here, like, man. Complete and utter jokes. Yeah, the Beifongs really could have hired some better uh, bounty hunters. Well, I don't even know if these would be called bounty hunters. They're just like, you know, hired help. <laughs> Well, remember they took that little little secondary gig as bounty hunters. I think that qualifies them a little bit. All right, fair enough. They took their they took their shot. <laughs> well, so far they've kind of failed at even trying to get a bounty hunter that isn't tough or a bounty that isn't tough. Excuse me. Oh, let's go through these guys' track records. I mean, Master Fu failed teacher to to Toph. He he didn't know what he was doing there. Uh, Jin was it Jin? What was it? Jin Fu. So oh, Master Yu and Jin Fu. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, Jin Fu failed uh, a runner of a, a WWE type uh, knockoff. Yeah, absolutely. For both these guys. Yeah, he had a worse. He had a worse. He, he had a worse career than Vince. Eh? Oh yeah. Like, at least yeah. Vince like had it for like good grief, like thirty years. Yeah, this guy's the Eric Bischoff of the uh, yeah the bending Oof. Uh, routine. But but anyway. <laughs> but either way, they're yeah they're they're heading their way, and and Toph, you know, she's. She's being a little bit disruptive. She's she pretends that she has to use the ladies' room, and one of those fools almost believes it. But yeah, after especially after like you know being a little embarrassed by being called an old lady bickering. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, in terms of the the weird character models, I thought Master Yu Master uh, Yu looked a little strange. Of course, during this whole scene. Yeah, his like eyes were smaller than his face. Yeah, and sometimes the eyes were like not properly symmetrical and they look like they were looking in different directions or something i was like what's going on here but that was only for like a few frames <laughs> uh and then there's a setup from uh jifu himself where uh he's like you may be the greatest earthbender ever but like you can't bend metal mm-hmm. save that for later yeah she starts to look at the metal like hmm wow Oh, but then we cut to a scene of revelation i mean this this seems just i'm probably it's probably stunning you right now seeing it uh huh how did tylee and may get into bossing say also <laughs> green really looks nice on them except for may. i don't know what's going on with may's eyes yeah she's really acting up on her uh her emo routine oh wow she's like oh no one's getting it that i'm depressed and and don't want to be uh, seen as happy in any way so let me just quickly do this like may like what do you want a dirge or something like that do you just are you that random person that hangs out at funerals all the time? Like, why, why don't you just like, you know, go like work as a mortuary or sorry, a mortician, excuse me. Or, you know, it could be maybe she's uh, recently developed some new music tastes. Maybe she's emulating Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, golly. She's gotten into hair metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's ditched her uh, her air violin for. Uh... What was that? What was that? Was that was that band? They were called Extreme or something like that. Oh, I don't think I know them. Okay, mm. fair enough. I feel like that's that's another like maybe not hair metal band, but like post hair metal band. <laughs> uh, Zula, holy crap! Azula took my advice. Remember back when I said it was either the drill or Serpent's Path? I don't remember which one it was, but like I said something along the lines of, "Why didn't Azula just like you know?" Oh yeah, it was the drill. Uh, why didn't she like what she had to? Use... She did. She used a machine that in a very like ostentatious manner that like is so obvious she could have easily just like snuck inside as what, you know, her uncle and brother are doing. So like, why didn't she just do that? 
huh should have come my advice <laughs> wow yeah, it's true yeah okay then uh was not expecting that and being that she's azula you know her and Sokka are pretty pretty even on the intellect scale right away she realizes like hey whoever controls the Dai Li, those are the ones that control bossing say so pretty pretty smart on her part recognizing that right away Although I do like the fact that May's just looking at her as she's monologuing, just like, why do you always like to talk to yourself? Like, what is going on? <laughs> Did you just love hearing the sound of your own voice? As she says in her head. Yeah, and uh, I think this is the first scene where this kind of kicks in with uh, Ty Lee kind of uh, looking up to, or maybe, maybe she's been doing that all along, but. I'm pretty sure there's a, I don't know if it's a senpai relationship she has with her, but like. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I guess like because Tylee is following Azula, uh, she was the one that recruited her after all, like, and threatened her in a way. Um, she does kind of look up to Azula as like, you know, the leader and, you know, what to do. Cause not to say that she doesn't know what she's doing herself, but like, you know, she'll just be doing, you know, her cartwheels, her, or her bridges, you know, her, all her acrobat, like, you know, she, she knows what she's doing, but like she would basically just be doing that forever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're a little directionless. In a way, yes. Not 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 fully directionless, but it, yes. Whereas Mai is just like, listen, I'm just here because I'm bored. It's like, all right, fair enough. This character knows what she's doing. Yeah, and she clearly doesn't care at all, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Of course. Yes, because first we have to return to... Uh, the Eastern Air Temple. The Eastern Air Temple, into the, the bowels of it. At night. Yeah, as Guru Patek takes him down to this little stream and asks him, tell me everything you know about chakras. You know, these streams look very similar. I don't know if I pointed this up before, but these streams look very similar all the way back in book one, uh, episode seven uh, of uh, the, the, uh, the spirit world um, when Uncle Iroh was having a steam bath or a hot bath, excuse me, if you remember. Oh, yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And I like uh, after he asks Aang, Aang just looks like he's ready to pass out. He's just rubbing his eyes like, whoa, what's a chakra again? And I was like, oh, why does he look so sleepy? I thought he came prepared to uh, to train. And I thought you had slept enough. Like, what, what, like yeah. why are you all of a sudden tired? This guy, man, he just doesn't want to learn. That's it. <laughs> yeah, but we got to we gotta start with the basics. And I really like this scene. I think the animation, uh, DR movie does a really good job on this whole little layout. And I love the metaphor with the, the, the three streams. I think all that stuff's cool. Or is it seven streams? It was seven streams, but they only used three in a way. And oh, okay. speaking of which, there was a lot of like pond scum that was blocking all of them. So it wasn't just one. It was all of them. So <laughs> no, Patrick did not like um, put that. <laughs> he didn't set all that pond scum up. I'm pretty sure it just, you know, occurred there naturally. Oh, yeah. Like he says, uh, life is messy, you know, so that stuff just uh, it builds up over time, just like it does in us. Of course. Uh, but yeah, I love the concept of chakras. I myself have not. I know chakras from this. I have not gone out into the world and looked up what actual chakras uh, mean in like either the Hindu uh, or the Sikh religions, but I assume something similar. Um, and so, but I do like the concept that, yeah, you know, like, like you said, life becomes muddy and, you know, these, these pools of energies, um, become clunked up and you must cleanse them. Uh, I like that. Yeah. And I like that. It was such a straightforward metaphor that Aang could immediately get it and immediately looked like excited about it. It's like, Oh, this, this is cool. Maybe not fully grasping how uh, emotionally uh, draining it might be for him. 
it is weird that we're actually seeing Aang have another lesson, uh, spiritual lesson. You think that he'd be, you know, used to this uh, again? Because remember, the hundred years wasn't with him that whole time. Like the first thing he saw, well, the last thing he saw was going into the water, and the first thing he saw was Katara afterwards. So you yeah. know, it was a quick like doze, snooze fest, but it was really a hundred years for him. So you know, like last summer he was. <laughs> Actually, I didn't realize this. Last summer, he was with, you know, all the airbenders in the Southern Air Temple. And in the fall and wintertime, he was, you know, with Katara and Sokka 100 years later. <laughs> so, like, I didn't think of that. Holy smokes. Um, but anyway, so he kind of should still be like, oh, hey, I should be, I should perk up to this because, you know, this is my jam. Anyways, whatever, uh, moving on. You know how time moves when you're you're young. Like six months could feel like a year and a half when you're back then. It certainly can. For for kids, yeah, so. it certainly would. I didn't feel as long for me when I watched this back, you know, back in the day. But anyways, regardless <laughs> of that. Uh, but I, I I really love all this stuff in the cave visually. I think it's really cool. And yeah, he's they they have to confront one of his emotional uh, blocks, uh, the first chakra. What was this one again? Uh, so yeah, the cave. When they were doing the pools, it was a canyon. It wasn't a cave. But yeah, now we're in a cave caves why does it always have to be caves um yeah so there's seven of them we're gonna go through each of them uh yeah. you know one by one which makes sense yeah and this first one is the earth chakra yeah located at the base of the spine he says <laughs> yeah it deals with the uh, survival and is blocked by fear oh i certainly feel I, f- I certainly feel something at the base of my spine <laughs> oh yes i could definitely use some help with my earth earth chakra there you go indeed yes <laughs> Maybe we need to find our own gurus, you know. Uh, it shouldn't be that hard. There's a lot of uh, sick temples around here, so like that's true. It's easily one one could easily be found. Now that there's a Buddhist temple temple nearby me, I think there's two of them actually. Now that I think about that, yeah, yeah, not not too far. If you think the same one as me, but but yeah, no, I think this vision is also quite visually striking. So so again, every now and again, I knock DR movie, and I do have some issues with this episode, but I do think that it can bring some really. Uh, uh, great stuff when they when they're on their a game oh yeah and to be fair some of it is reused animation but that's i think fine because you know for the purposes of flashbacks in this case and we are i think we're allowed to see flashbacks in this case because he's confronting these these chakras there it's a very like you know spiritual thing it's very um uh re- reflective um and confronting things from within so i think it's okay to reuse the animation so he sees the blue spirit. He sees Zuko. He sees uh, Katara getting sucked into the earth um, by the general mm-hmm. from book uh, from book two, episode one. Um, we see Kozilla, uh, or the sorry, the Ocean Walker. My bad. And uh, we also see the comet, the Sozin's comet, and then we see the Fire Lord. Yeah, all all that he fears. Yeah, and uh, if there's one thing that I would complain about this episode in particular is I feel like this could have been. Like in the first season, how they kind of had three episodes all tied into one. They're all kind of building to the same thing. I feel like if this conquering the chakras then could have been split up to two episodes, I feel like they could have delved more into this stuff. Because each one of them, except for the last one, he kind of uh, gets over them pretty quickly. This earth chakra, it really, it's really just like, you need to turn and face your fears and they'll, they'll go away. And then it's just kind of done. <laughs> Yeah, kind of like what we had recently with episode three with the light switch turn of Anakin Skywalker to Darth Vader. It's kind of the same thing here where it's like it's 
done quickly. So I guess you could just use your brain to say like, oh, in my head, but in my head can, and it actually lasted a lot longer. But, you know, you, de- you definitely know what it's going towards. I know what you're going to say. And since you brought up Star Wars, of course, this this two-parter in general has a lot of parallels to The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, really? Name a few. And this is, this is definitely one of them. <laughs> well, some of them are spoilers, or at least one of them is. Uh, exactly. So, yeah, but... One of them is, but... Okay, but yeah, and in this case, one can also like you know counter argue us by saying, now hang on a second, we don't know how long Luke was on Dega before. For all we know, it could have been two days. Mm-hmm. Most likely was. Um, and I can't counter argue relativity in Star Wars because relativity and physics, space physics, don't exist in Star Wars. Other than you can't breathe in space, except for Episode Seven. So, or sorry, it's Episode Eight uh so like yeah touche that you have us at you know dagobah yep but that that one's still up to interpretation of how long they were actually he was actually there for and same with like you know how long han solo was you know avoiding all the imperials uh star destroyers and the asteroid field and then going to cloud city like we don't know how long that actually was it's up to somebody's interpretation anyways it's neither here nor there (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, yeah, and we'll definitely get more into the Star Wars talk as, uh, as these episodes go on. But before we uh, before we do that, we have to go all the way up to the top of the mountain now. We're, we're actually in the same place. No, no, no. So what it is, is I, I love the fact that like visually, you know, there's, there's seven chakras and they all are certain uh, around certain parts of the body. Uh, we start with like the earth chakra in a cave and uh surrounded since at the base basically so i kind of it's also like the mountain itself spotty which i, I kind of like so it's probably yeah. a next level thing i don't know if it maybe it is the mouth of the cave instead of it being like the inside of the cave i don't know uh it's the water chakra that's correct yep water chakra pleasure and is blocked brought uh blocked by guilt um and i kind of have a bone to pick with that um i don't know okay so each of these flashbacks are uh what is it are in a color mm-hmm. i don't know if they change colors so far the pre- the earth one was or the earth chakra was red and this one also seems to be red so but i'm pretty sure if i recall it was not i guess it's a spoiler but like it's also an episode pretty sure some of them are different colors hmm yeah i can't remember i guess we'll see as we go along you think this one would be blue because it's the water chakra but it's red instead um, but the first memory we get of him confronting um, introspectively is a new scene that we didn't see in the storm, but him leaving the note for Monk Gyatso uh, to find. Mm-hmm. And in that one, I remember it was JM Animation who did it. And this this is not like adding, this is just their own scene now that uh, DR Movie did. So this is a scene of him just like, well, one, he's probably going to Appa because when he left, he left a note, yes, but he also left with Appa, so I guess he's just going to get Appa from the stable. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, yeah, I guess it makes sense, yeah. I guess it is changing colors now that I think about it. I see yellow, because then we see uh, him in uh, at the Avatar State, excuse me, in Book 2, Episode 1. Um, you know, going in Avatar State and then, like, you know, slamming down on the ground. Yeah. Um, and, you know, destroying the base, basically... You know, and, and confessing that he hurt all those people, I'll uh, you know I'll save my little you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll save my little like point for I think the next chakra because it, it this one it's a little similar to this. 
And of course, the counter argument to all this of like, you know, hurting people is note that hey, the, the Patik saying, you know, how I don't let this cloud your judgment, don't let this cloud your mind. Uh, you are a positive influence on the world. Uh, you need to forgive yourself. Yeah, which is an interesting point. Um, I mean, to be fair to Aang, those guys hurting them, they, they kind of earned it. <laughs> so it should be, it'd be a little easier to forgive yourself in that case, but. This is true. I think actually, did you notice the little like left motif every time he like opened the chakra? No, I didn't. Hmm. I believe there is like a little like jingle or a, a, a ditty um, that Jeremy Zuckerman put get, gives every time he opens the chakra. Just uh, something to another rewatch uh, if you if you were. Yeah. But we cut away from that after he opened it uh, rather quickly uh, over to yeah. uh, the the chief. We go to the chief. I guess also Sokka's chief, but anyways. Yeah, and this pretty little island setting, which I don't know if you looked much at the island, but it almost looks like uh, it has a snake's head. Um, like it's a long snake. <laughs> it's Chameleon Bay that they've been uh, in and around, oh. as he said. So like, yeah, I guess you could say it's a lizard or I'm pretty sure chameleons are lizards or uh, reptiles. Yes. Sorry, <laughs> they're reptiles, yeah. which are which lizards fall under anyways. And so, yeah, you know, uh, Babato and... Uh, the chief and Sokka are just going on about like what's been going on is that there have been some fire Navy ships that have been, you know, nearby and they've been basically uh, been uh, sinking them or at least, you know, preventing them from crossing these waters. Mm -hmm. How, how do they have the means to do this, Caleb? What's, what's going on here? How do they uh, stop them? Yeah. I thought this was a cute little moment to kind of show that maybe uh, the braininess that Sokka has comes from his dad. Because his dad's devised these uh, these smelly bombs, these uh, water mines. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that basically clog uh, the rotors or the propeller, excuse me, of said ships, and then also release a foul stench in the air. Yeah, a little stink bomb. A funk of forty thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked uh, even the the shared humor at the the name of it. And uh, was that Bato there who? It was like like father like son. Uh, basically, yeah. As as soon as you know, uh, ha uh, Hakota, um, or Hakota, excuse me, uh, talks about or says it's called like the stink and stink or the stink the stink yeah. and sink. Um, there you go. <laughs> does Batel, uh, from behind just completely have like you know rolls his eyes as if they were you know Mercury going around the sun like fifty times. Uh, in a day of Earth or Earth Day, and just like <laughs> wanting to like moan and be like, "Why am I here? Like, what 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 did I do in the previous life to deserve this?" <laughs> yeah, and even even nicer in that scene is uh, pretty much shortly after they have their, uh, or pretty much right after, I should say, they have that exchange. It's it's the, the Fire Nation fleet comes into view, and Okoda sends all the men. He's like, "All you men, get to uh, like battle stations," and I like how Sokka. It's kind of like, oh, dad, like, well, what should I do? He said, I told you all these men do this or all the men do this, including him. So <laughs> but I still thought it was a cool moment for Sokka showing the respect that now he treats him as a man. Dad, are you saying you mistaken me for a man? I don't know. Are you? Yeah. And that's when we we cut back. Well, finally, I guess we haven't seen them since the start of this episode to uh, the tea shop. Zuko and Iroh, I think it's a pretty uh, beautiful tea shop. Um, I don't know about you, but I was looking for some little white lotus uh, symbol in there. I don't know what you're talking about. 
I mean, well, I, I mean, it's I, I guess because he is uh, of the order of the pie show players. So like, yeah. no, that makes sense. Um, but there's no, doesn't seem to be any like you know, um, I am the Rollverse characters. Again, Zuko is you know being unusual. Yeah, something's something's definitely off. I I don't I don't like this. I don't like this at all, Caleb. I I, I don't like this. I don't accept this at all. Um, he's, he's so positive. He's like, he's, he's going with his uncle. I mean, like, listen, if, if he was to like, you know, completely convert and, you know, want settle down for like a different life, I don't expect him to be, you know, this Stepford wise, goody two shoes mentality. I not saying he's a, you know, he's going to be stuck in his feels like, you know, we've seen him the whole series, but like, I assume something intermediate. Not this, yeah. for pit's sakes. Not just uh, smiling all the time. Like, what's with that smile? This is a complete opposite. Man, if Mai saw him like this, like, oh, golly, I don't even know what she would do. Like, she'd definitely be performing a dirge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'd be throwing away her, uh, bearing her affections for him. Um, <laughs> but I guess we'll we'll cut back to that and see how well their, uh, see how well their turnout is for their first day. Maybe they'll, maybe they won't make enough money to stay open. Sheesh! Holy cat, cats, man! Like just not believing in this franchise. eh? speaking of which, by the way, speaking of the franchise, they Uncle Iroh settled on the Jasmine Dragon, which is a really cool name. It's cool. I admit that. And yeah, the scene just ends with "Let's make some tea." Again, I, I, I don't know. I can't. I don't know, man. Next scene. Yeah, we'll see what's going on there. Yeah, something. Yeah, now we're onto the fire chakra. Located in the stomach. Makes sense. I definitely have some fire in my stomach uh, some days. I mean, but hang on a second. Hang on a second. I thought oh. I thought um, when Uncle Ira was teaching Zuko about, you know, um, the energies within, like, you know, uh, the, the, the chi inside a body, he mentioned how mm. the stomach is a sea of chi or an ocean in his case. Um, what's going on here? <laughs> Well, you know, firebenders—they, uh, they, they, they like uh, oceans of fire. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You, you mean lava? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so yeah, as as they're mentioning, you know, the fire chakras and whatnot, Ang's just like this fire chakra inside of me really needs something to eat right now. Yeah, then that nasty sounding liquid—that just sounds horrible. Uh, onion banana juice. I did like that Guru Patik just took it as a joke. He's like, "Oh, that's funny," but moving on. <laughs> Definitely not giving anything else. So this chakra is about willpower, and then is blocked by shame. Yeah, you know, I definitely am in this boat. I mean, what are your biggest disappointments? Oh, I got a lot. <laughs> I got plenty, certainly plenty. I'm talking about myself, that ain't. But like, oh yeah, no. So uh, the filter here is, I think, a bit marigold-ish. It's like both orange and yellow. And so we see back to um, the deserter when Aang learned firebending and then kind of, you know, did a uh, omnidirectional blast and burnt Katara's hands. That really, uh, that, that made him feel a lot. So like, and then he stands, and then he like, saying that out loud, he says like, I'll never firebend again. Glad we kept that in there, but you know, you're kind of going to have to Aang given you have to learn all three other elements to, have a chance against fire lord so like yeah and and patik also mentions how you know you are the avatar therefore you're a firebender so like it's you cannot deny your own nature yeah and i like that they they touched on that part and 
and Aang still seems so like hurt by that his his firebending errors <laughs> or error. Yes, no, that is that is fair. But he he then ex, you know does you know the inhale exhale he opens his chakra, uh, you know I don't know from rooms of shame because well yeah we'll uh, we'll see how that goes later on when he eventually learns because that's not really a spoil. Like he's yeah. gonna learn firebending, really. That's, that's so we're gonna see what that. Well, we'll leave it there of like how he how that's gonna happen for later. I wanted to mention in general. I like that they're finally kind of bringing all this stuff back, and it's kind of informing him. And it's kind of a shame that it's hasn't really been a huge part of the show up to this point. That it's kind of being brushed aside so easily. But maybe it's just they didn't feel like they had enough room for it in the current plots, and they wanted to kind of leave that baggage behind going forward. But I don't know. That's why I feel like two episodes they could have explored some of this stuff with a little bit more depth. Oh, I agree. I, I certainly agree. And as he, you know, exits or as he opens the chakra, um, Petty comments about how um, it opened mm-hmm. up less like a flowing creek and uh, more like a burping bison. Yeah, and then we get the yeah the gross uh, tasted like that gross drink and also weirdly pickles in there too. And I was like, oh. I was in the middle of eating my dinner and I was like, Oh, now I have that weird taste in my mouth. I can almost taste it. <laughs> yes. No, interestingly enough. Um, now here's, here's, here's where I must here. I, I, I must do this. I, I have to. Oh, where, Oh, where, Oh, where was the note he withheld in Bateau of the water tribe? Where, Oh, where is that? Hmm. Yeah. That should have been there. Absolutely. I, okay i i uh how do i put this lightly um i you've done the same thing with uh... not just that but i i i I demand not i i I don't strongly demand an explanation like what the heck like what is that is that a shame or is that the previous one with water like the water chakra like what what is that like where would that be in like what the i'm i'm a bit ashamed of that of like ah they had a good re, they had a good point to bring that back up and they left that plot point on the on the kitchen table i guess maybe it was on the cutting room floor and they had to, or they, it was on the uh, it was going to happen but it was on the cutting room floor it would have been a quick scene though but i i don't know. yeah where's the special edition or insert that back in Hey, they mentioned that in some of the core commentaries. I don't know if that's a spoiler, but like they mentioned some of that where it's just like, yeah, when's our special edition coming out? <laughs> that's funny. Um, but yeah, no, I, I seriously think like that should have been brought into there. They didn't even have to comment on it because like they didn't comment on everything um, in some of the other flashbacks. Um, but I still think that one should have at least been brought up. Like, what what the heck? Yeah. Oh, but uh, moving moving on from that scene there, we get uh, some really beautiful shots of the, the, the palace here. I love the, the weight and kind of scope of it. Um, we see these giant pillars, and what's crawling on the pillars there? Is that, a, is that a gross little cockroach? Something just nasty looking? Oh, no, wait, it's just two little Daily members. Oh. Are we suddenly in Twilight of the Cockroaches? I didn't expect that. Okay, fair enough. It's one of the Dai Li cockroaches. I mean, you can't kill these guys. They just keep coming back. Yikes, <laughs> fair enough. But we see those two strange Kyoshi warriors again. Just talking mm. out loud and monologuing to each other. Um, thinking that nobody else is around. 
Yeah, and I mean, I mean, your your theories before I, you know, they're they're really laying it out for the for the world to see this time about oh, we don't want to wear these costumes anymore. How much longer do I have to pretend to serve the Earth King? Huh. You know, this Princess Azula. I just heard them mention. Oh my goodness, you got to be uh, turning in your grave. I'm not grave. <laughs> turning in your your seat. <laughs> Freudian slip. Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah, oops. <laughs> um, but like, okay, so they're agents of Azula. Like, they kind of look like Ty Lee and Mai, but I, I, I can't put my finger on it. Anyways, um, but you know, one of them just keeps blabbing about that, and that they're part of the Fire Nation, and I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And then one of the cockroach Ty Lee, Ty Lee excuse me, that's. Oh, <laughs> Just has a smirk on his face, and both of them crawl back up the wall. Yeah, and I love that. Uh, yeah, that Azula comes right out, or potentially whoever this is wearing the Kyoshi Warrior outfit comes right out. Yep. It's like, oh, I'm sure the Daili will deliver that message. And I was thinking, like, uh, the Daili, you know, it, it wasn't too long ago that they crawled up there. They could still be listening. Yeah, you you don't know if they all they, they went away, ambitious lady who I've never seen before. And one of them goes, wait, what are they saying about us? Deliver a message. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's a secret message. <laughs> but but anyway, I guess it's just for convenience. But but then we move on back to Aang and Guru Patek. Yeah, for the fourth chakra in a really cool location this time. Yeah, inside one of the uh, open temples that have, I guess, got burnt or uh, just a little more dilapidated. But it is uh, located in the heart. It deals with love locked by grief. Mm-hmm. and uh, i think at 1347 we see either just a master of uh, a master female airbender or it's avatar yangchen i i can't tell because she you know had the arrow on her forehead but like yeah i mean i i, I don't know if it's just another like female airbender i i have no idea <laughs> i wasn't sure either but i like the color in this uh what would you even call this chakra journey i don't know yeah and inside inside the his soul or inside his in in the spiritual journey um is he you know it's all green very interesting i feel like that's that is a thing though i think they're reflect i think i think these colors reflect off of actual how the actual chakras work as well um forgive me Hmm. if i'm wrong i feel like i'm projecting here but i feel like Hmm. it's something to do with that yeah, and as he he sits in a kind of meditative pose in this this hazy green environment, suddenly rise, rising up from the ground, it's all these different Airbenders, all just sitting the same way. I think that's a, I think that's a pretty cool image. It's his culture, his family. Yeah, his family. Yeah, and just yeah, and he's got his little smile, and then they start to yeah disappearing into puffs of smoke. I was like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah, and I I really feel for him there. Um... If it had been two episodes, I feel like you know, would have he would have seen like tears down his face, of just like you know having to let them go in a way. Well, not letting them, but just remembering them. Um, I kind of like that moment. Yeah, and I like the because he's saying like, oh, even though you've experienced all this loss, you know, the love is still a like an energy that's around you and in you. He says the air nomad's love for you has not left this world. I thought that was quite a an impactful line. Wait, so all the airbenders are in him. So he's like Avatar Jedi Ray, uh-huh. <laughs> or perhaps he's uh, he's the the Quisart the Quisarts Hadarak, or however you say that. I think that's the correct <laughs> the Quisarts Hadarak uh, from Dune. He's got all the memories of the the previous Reverend Mothers in him. Maybe, but 
or the dragon from yeah. uh what's it called uh the the wheel time oh but i also uh i like to see after after he's conquered that chakra again to see ang just kind of take a moment to just kind of cry about the the loss of his all his his whole civilization basically his people i thought that was a nice little moment again everything moves too quick uh you but. forgot you forgot something though you forgot something oh yeah maybe i lost track where we were that's that's fine but no you're, you're right in that like you know he, he had a moment of like you know tears coming rolling down his face which was nice to like kind of see that he still cares for them not that he never did it's just like yeah. it was never formally addressed of course and we were kind of projecting that of like i think ang should probably be feeling a lot a lot a, a somewhat loss of his culture um yeah. a little more nice that they addressed it here I'm not saying I want angst over him, but just like, you know, to reflect every now and then. Um, but he, the, the uh, Patik explains how, you know, this, this form of love, like, you know, all the energy around you kind of goes into a new form of love. Not the, not the hay ocean. Oh, story, yes. But, uh, mm. you know, the, the, the mace, the haze, the clouds, the vapors, they form into a person's face and parka. Yes. I, I, you're right. I did forget about that part. Mm. Yeah. The old, uh, the old Katara, yeah, the the new love, yeah, and that's uh, we'll we'll see what they do with that as uh, as we go along through this episode. But <laughs> I will say, it was pretty nice. I, I didn't like cry at this, but certainly was it was a really nice touch of when he says like, "Can I have some banana juice, please?" Yeah, I thought that was cute. That's that's an ang line. Like that's that's perfect. Good job, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but, uh, yeah, then we move on to the, the fifth chakra, the, uh, the, the sound, the sound one located in the throat. Yeah. Located in the old throat. It deals with truth and is blocked by what, what do you think? Lies. <laughs> Deception. Yeah. Disgrace. Yeah. <laughs> what was that Lion King two song? I'm trying to remember the rest of the lyrics. <laughs> I don't remember, but I'm more thinking of, um, Sol Guerrero, Sol Guerrero from, from Rogue One, where he's like, lies deception oh wow yeah that guy oh boy well <laughs> you'll be you'll be seeing him soon don't worry um this is where he also could have brought up the whole bottle of the wall like i just it's just like i said mm. you know, the the mess the, the note the message that you know uh hakota is is like you know in this certain area and katara and Sokka could go meet him like where was this like what the heck and instead, this one is um, back in episode two, uh, right when they're flying away from after, you know, Zuko got them or after, yeah, they escaped from Zuko uh, for the first time. Um, it's, you know, Katara asking him, like, why didn't you tell us you were the Avatar? And then Aang, you know, back in the present just says, like, because I never wanted to be. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I didn't re- I didn't necessarily buy that. It just something about the way that yeah, I feel like they could have used that Bato one better. Like, why did you lie to your friends about this? Like, oh, I you know, I don't know. It just didn't quite play. I feel like it would have there would have been a bigger impact uh, had they maybe projecting uh, had they gone like split this in two. Yeah, they could have fleshed it out more. Yeah, they could have fleshed everything out more yeah. in terms of the chakras. So but. like, I think I think it, you know, I, I see what they were trying to do. Because again, that like yeah, that bad time of the water. Anyway, but what I do <laughs> like though, what I think is pretty cool oh. is that we get the opening. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too, and we get a little reverse. Oh, time. they denied me Whistler's son. You guys, what the heck? 
Yeah, they cut to a yeah an opposite shot of him looking oh, down. I thought that was interesting. Blocked me. How dare you guys, you blockheads! And again, that was kind of it. It was like, I, I guess the visual representation was him looking down was like him accepting his his fate as the Avatar. I don't know. It did. Just, it didn't quite play this this one. Something about it felt a little off. Especially when he like look like we, we still see him inside his little you know um, inside his introspective. Uh, field and it's blue i like the, the color by the way but well here's oh, for pit's sake here's where they could have like again shown a collage or montage of images this is the by the way this is the best use of a clip show can i just say like this is probably like the hmm. perfect like clip show um plot you could ever have like i didn't think of this until now i swear like i, I just thought of this of like this is the perfect um clip show and by the way they're also inside uh i guess another part of that structure that little yeah part of the temple uh where that giant female avatar or at least airbender statue is um but seriously like prove me wrong this is a great clip show episode oh it's it's no near it's nowhere near as good as uh, uh all monsters attack <laughs> <laughs> nothing will beat that nothing nothing will ever beat that but this is on television wise on par i think with that <laughs> i'm just kidding um yeah, but like kidding <laughs> uh no like seriously like we could have had a montage of like you know the past two books like i guess yeah by this point two books of like him doing avatar stuff um what was it oh especially when he could have even brought that bit back and you know uh Kiy- worries of kiyoshi where he's like uh i'm the avatar no no sorry it was in uh it was in uh, the or, uh, uh, was it the Earth King or King Boomy or whatever that one was. Uh, King of Mashu. There we go. Um, where he's going like, I'm the Avatar doing Avatar things. I'm like, oh, you could have done something <laughs> like that. Like, you know, just stuff like that where like he accepts being the Avatar. Um, what was another? There, there was there's other stuff. I got to recall this. But like there was stuff in book one where, you know, he had to ex- confirm. Oh, the fisherman. The fisherman, for pit's sakes. The, the storm. That what that whole that whole like episode was about like, him running away from like maybe not lies but like well even that's not even lies but like the, the storm when you know the fisherman was angry at him for being the avatar mm. it's more like shame in a way of like doing that but you know what I mean right like that one could have yeah. worked yeah that could have yeah that would have been better yeah or could have helped at least yeah could have yeah you're right oh but yeah then he he opens up that chakra and we. I guess it's the the chakra of truth now. I thought it was the chakra of sound, but well, it was, but it's, <laughs> it's it deals with truths. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, but now we move on to the sixth pool of energy. He says uh, the light chakra, located in the center of the forehead. Yeah, and uh, I love the setting as well. God, yep. yeah, like love f- it. Fifteen forty-two. Oh, that's such a good. That's that's such such a good background. Yeah, gorgeous, and I love the little layer of. Uh, like uh condensation that they put like cgi yeah, thank you for saying condensation because that is exactly what it is yeah a little cgi filter i think that really works um this chakra is uh the one of insight and is blocked mm. by illusions yeah yeah and this is this is another pretty cool one because uh, he mentions like uh how it seems like the four nations are all divided but they're actually all one and just like just like the elements are as well I think the the representation of the map, like they're getting a lot of little bits from the intro in here, and some to some degree. 
it's not only that, but like we get we we basically get an echo of what Uncle Ira was teaching Zuko. Wait a minute, mm. is Guru Patik secretly a um an order of the pie show players? Oh, spoilers for next episode. Oh boy, oh. I feel like he is. I mean, he said I am the walrus. I feel <laughs> like yeah, I feel like Uncle Iroh may be onto something. Maybe he's part of the Walrus Club as well, or Walrus Guild. <laughs> oh, but speaking of uh, part of the the club of the club of uh, Team Avatar, we should say, as he's describing this about how they're all the same, we cut over to uh, we we cut over to a certain traveling group, and we see inside of a a metal box, which suddenly looks a lot bigger, and we see uh, that. The person inside of it, it seems to have turned to like a metal person or something. What's going on there? Well, they're not CGI, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that kind of weird? The, the animation doesn't she look like she's uh, doesn't top look like she's I don't know the uh, the Tin Man or something. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Maybe she is the Tin Man. <laughs> but just before that, I I do it does remind me of what you were talking about with like in Dune, how you know the learning different cultures well actually i think this is an extension of that where it's like all the cultures used to be one kind of also tying into like um this is not the same culture obviously or this is not the same religion but like you know how in the tower of babel um or at least the biblical story not the justice league story um where you know we all used to be like one people and then we built this tower thinking that we were you know able to touch the heavens and then God's, you know, destroyed it and sent everybody across the world. I know it's not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not giving God any good graces here, but I'm just saying it's kind of similar to that where we all used to be one nation until like something happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dune, you know, they all started on earth and they spread out throughout the, the universe and had all these different little pockets of humanity. Pretty much. Now I will, I will say, I will say like, I, I love uh, Ang's line of like, everything is connected. Uh, I wish we also went into that where he almost like starts questioning, like, you know, so what are, are all the bending styles and all the movements, like the martial arts, are they all like just the same, just, you know, done differently because, you know, like it, it all originates from like, a, like it all originates from an ancestor and then everybody else went out and because of the environment, it changed. Mm. Like, you know, that's, that's some cool stuff right there. That's some, that's some yeah. like, um, archaeology and and geology stuff right there which is nice not geology sorry anthropology but like here's where i'm a little like okay it's a little bit too on the nose and that had they like gone had patik talked about other elements rather than just like oh for you see that you know see all metal really is is just you know bits of earth completely refined till it's not like where there's only small chunks of it inside metal i'm like okay wait a second like i'm not saying that's a cool idea but i wish he had like other examples and not just that Mm. one yeah um does that make sense okay that makes sense yeah because like it's been purified and refined excuse me pardon me yeah and how we're all made of water you know and getting into that kind of stuff and oh yeah no hint dropping something there eh (laughs) And in, in some ways, we're all surrounded by electricity most of the time, like electricity uh, impulse in our our bodies, certain fire burners controlling that. What is within us as well, but, you know, um, fire within us and what are we, but just like, you know, descendants of the earth itself. <laughs> mm, mm. Uh, what's, what's within our lungs, the air we breathe? Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Oh, but they, they use this moment to, to bridge back to Toph and we see that 
yeah, she really has taken to heart that that comment about the metal bending. And she's she's trying to figure this this thing out. And I think it's a pretty cool scene. I like the the weird like uh, light effect where they're like I said, she looks like the Tin Man and she's touching all these like glowy environments in this much bigger. Uh, but that's that's that is one part I don't get. Like, why does it look suddenly so much bigger? Her little cage. Uh, you know, they kind of had to build they had, they had to make the set bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's fair. Just so she could move around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And in this moment, like she bends it. Like, I love the seismic sense little, like, you know, filter. I think that's pretty cool. But, like, yeah. it was set up. Like, it's it was, you know, I think, oh, when, when did Aang say it? Uh, what did I give to be a metal bender? Uh, when what, when the hay was that? <laughs> like. Is it the drill? I think that was the drill. Yeah, it was the yeah. drill. I think it was the drill when he said that. What I give to be a metal bender. Yeah, I think that was it. Now, he's not a metal bender. I'm saying that, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you know, it's funny that that transpired here, but. I guess it was set up. <laughs> yeah, and of course we saw some metal benders when uh, when Long Fang was kidnapped or arrested. Of course, as uh, we discussed. Yeah. Uh huh. Shirt, no. <laughs> Big fat, no. But I do like seeing all the the individual little particles of of the earth and the metal. I think that's cool. And that is a nice touch, I must say. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it really does depend on the metal, though. Like, you really have to like. Th- th- hence, why like she's the perfect character to start metal bending because she can detect those particles. Um, but again, yeah, not every single piece of metal is going to be, have earth bits in it. It's going to have, she's going to have to mm. really discern like, like, whatever, we'll see. Yeah. I think the shot when we finally get out of that kind of yeah, seismic vision and we just see her face down as she's kind of breathing heavily. That's a really anime looking shot. Oh yeah. Even the way they kind of have the, the camera moving slightly with her. I think that's yeah really distinct. Yep. So she, she, as Uncle Iroh says, you know, breathes in. She uses her breathing techniques and then, you know, gives a punch and the metal bulges after she says so. And she's like, whoa, tough, you rule. Let's go, girl. Yeah. And I like that they use that as a bridge to transition into uh, more of the episode away from Aang. Because now we cut over to Katara and her and Momo. I guess they're still bringing that uh, that little uh, sheet of paper for the Earth King to sign. Still walking there. <laughs> I think it's yeah. I think it's just like you know going over it. Oh golly, look at this thing. Go to like sixteen fifty three. That's an in between frame, but like may not look great, but it's an in between frame. So I'm like, I accept it. Oh, maybe I missed it. I'm on I'm on sixteen fifty three, but um. Yeah, it's in between, but anyways. So she, you know, find she's walking around. I guess the upper district or upper ring, excuse me. Yeah, and she sees this, you know, this little new shop. I, I feel like she's more of like a, a small tea shop kind of girl, but that's just me. Yeah, you know, she always wants to like, you know, uh, show support to the locals. Not that these guys aren't local, but I'm just saying, like, you know, not the not the corporate kind. Um, but you know, the smaller guys. But anyways, um, but she goes in there and. It looks kind of busy. I don't know if she's going to find a table. If I don't know if there's like a, a standing bar as in like where she could just sit as a per, like a single person herself or I guess countertop, whatever it's called. Well, she, uh, yeah, she never even gets to the point of thinking about it because before she even walks inside, that's when she hears a certain familiar voice calling for his uncle. And I love the shot of both her and Momo's like mouths agape. They're like in shock, like, oh my goodness. Yep. <laughs> I like that Momo's in on it too. <laughs> He's like, eep, this is not good. (laughs) 
Uh, you know, I, I love the the way they did this reveal. Yeah, I think that's fun. It makes sense that she would uh, run into his shop there. Oh yeah, no, she just she just runs away and like, oh crap. Yeah, <laughs> not good. Also, why was he acting polite? What does this world come to? Well, we'll see what she thinks about that as we as we cut back uh, when we eventually cut back to her. But I'm beginning to think that Sokka was wrong. <laughs> Somewhere, if she only heard Sokka saying like things can only go up, it's like yeah, up in flames. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of going up, yeah, now we're going to the very top of this this tower here, this uh, this this temple. Yep, the Eastern Air Temple. Yep, at the top we see old Guru Patek and Aang sitting up there together under the stars. Yep. As they discuss the last uh, of the chakras. The Dot Chakra, uh, located at the crown of the head, hmm. deals with pure cosmic energy and is blocked by earthly attachments. Yeah, pure cosmic marvel is uh, what I was thinking. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. But there's some similar visuals, definitely. Jack Kirby stuff. But Oh, yeah. So... Earthly possessions, or at least earthly attachments, excuse me. Yes, attachments, definitely better. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's, that, that's fair. Uh, sorry, Uncle Iroh, I don't think you could be Avatar. <laughs> at least, you know, fully-fledged one. This would be hard for you. Um, so we go into it, and he's we see this purple, nice purple filter in it. Go ahead. Yes, yeah, that's what I was about to say, the purple. Yeah. So wonderful. So great. In the, the sparkling, we see a shot of Katara. She's, like, looking a little bashful. She's got a little smile looking up. And there's little sparkles all around her. Uh, okay, hang on a second. Hang on. So first, like, I don't remember the first, like, you know, clip, but that was, it, it just seemed like a book one clip. Uh, I could just tell by the animation yeah. and her art style. Um, but then the second one is from the fortune teller. When mm, uh, mm-hmm. Aang gives her the, uh, unwillingly gives her the betrothal necklace. That he made her. Yeah, the one that she immediately threw away in the dumpster. So he never oh, saw it again. Oh, my heart. Oh, man. She's, she pretended like, oh, this is nice. And then once he turned around, she's like, ugh, get this off me. It's so ugly. Golly, that is a pose. That's all I'm going to say. You go, girl. Uh, 1755. Uh, and then, of course, we have the Cave of Two Lovers scene. Yeah, the Cave of Two Kissers. <laughs> that's <Whoa>. stupid. <laughs> Assuming that's what happened, of course. You know, they never... Uh... Lip connectors. There you go. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, and I, I think this is a... This is, I was even actually thinking of Re- Revenge of the Sith again. Because he was like, mourn her not, miss her not. You need to remove all your attachments to her. Remove all your earthly attachments or else it will forever block the Avatar state from you. So and so I was, I was kind of in a bad vibe. I was like, oh no, here we go with this again. What's going on here? Yeah, and the guru, he might be right about most things. Maybe this one, he's a little bit off. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, for, for you personally, is like, you have a big thing on this when it comes to that kind of stuff of like, which I understand why of like, you know, when it comes to religion and segregating against or being against the idea of forming attachments. Yeah, it just uh, seems controlling in a way that doesn't seem healthy to an individual. And there's been lots of empirical evidence to show that to be the case. Now, here's another thing. Here's here's another thing. Let's go even further than that. Let's not even just like stop at, you know, romantic attachments. What he's talking about, like earthly yeah. attachments. Shouldn't that also mean Appa? Should that also mean Momo, Toph, Sokka? Like all these people he's met, like what the heck? Like 
by this point, he shouldn't even have his staff. He shouldn't even wear clothes. <laughs> like, like I'm just saying, like, I'm going a lot now. Of course, pardon me. I'm probably not reading it properly. I'm probably not understanding that there's context to this. I get it. There's reasons for this. But the thing is that the show isn't giving us these contexts. So hence why yeah. we're projecting here. Yeah, maybe we should save some of it till we cut back because. Uh... Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Like it's and keep in mind. Yeah, it's like intro to like chakras 101 potentially even though it's in like a fictitious like universe show but like even still it's based off of something real here or at least something that's like practiced yeah but first we got to go over back to katara quick quick turnaround on her scene as she uh, flees to the earth king to warn him about seeing this uh, potential uh, firebender invasion into the city a secret uh, secret invasion if you will but uh, as she arrives at the palace um, who's there to meet her, but our old pals, you know, the, 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 the wars of Kiyoshi, you know, so that's, that's pretty good luck for her, I think. Yeah. Except the earth King's not there though. It's right. Or, you know, in a way, so, sorry. Well, sorry. Yeah. But the warriors, you know, they'll pass it along for her. So. Yeah, of course. And she also screams that like Tsuki, like Zuko's here. And again, the main person is just like, we see an eye twitch there. It's like, what? Why would you care? What do you have to care about Zuko? Like, yeah, he attacked uh, the Kyoshi uh, village. Actually, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. So now she wants payback. No, that's fair. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> I wasn't thinking there. Wait, how did I get swayed? How did I get swayed? I started thinking it was the Azul attack squad. Yeah, you, you <laughs> exactly were. And but so like, yeah, and I guess this this Kyoshi warrior assures Katara like you know everything will be right and whatnot and. Uh, why is Katara looking at her with like a deadpan face or like she's staring behind them? I think she's got something in her teeth. I think that's what it was. Katara's just oh, like, oh, geez. this is a big social faux pas. But yep. before she could say it, the uh, yeah, the, the, the Kyoshi warrior leaps to action and, and takes her out. Yeah, somehow by doing the old uh, Vulcan neck pinch. Yeah, and I, I thought it was interesting how they used the water as almost like blood in that instance. Of her, like, Jeez. Yeah, fair enough. Just color it red. Like laying down and bleeding out. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, might as well just stabbed her in the side. Oof. Um, so she's taken out, which, no, well, that, that stinks. Um, that ship is sunk. Hey, but wait a minute. Now that uh, that Kyoshi warrior just said something that only Azula would say, which is that Zuzu's in the city. Huh. Unless she overheard something. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Maybe she, like, intercepted a letter of his. Yeah, maybe maybe they were uh, cre- creeping around on the the pillars, just like uh, those Dai Li guys. They heard something. I mean, hey, it's uh, maybe his ship is still like you know sunk somewhere. Like it didn't like disintegrate completely. Like you know, LV four twenty or not? Sorry, Headley's Hope after the thermobaric <laughs> explosion, uh, or th- sorry, thermonuclear explosion of the atmospheric processing station. So they could have just ha- happened to gone down there and looted things, pilfered uh, you know his journal potentially. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, but as we close out that scene with, yeah, that that leader of the Kyoshi Warriors talking about a family reunion, we see someone else is creeping on the pillars, and that was Momo. So we'll see what happens there. He got away, yeah. which is nice. But good for you, Momo. You you're the eyes of of, uh, of eyes of the scene, and hopefully are a witness to what happened. And as we cut back to Aang, potentially good for him as he refuses to uh, let go of Katara. He makes his stand against Guru Patek's, uh point of view. So it's it's the idea of of letting go. Now yeah. that surrender yourself. So it's okay. That's this is up for interpretation of like what that could mean. He didn't say forget her. 
as far as I'm aware. Yeah. It's, it's, everything's in the words, okay? Everything's in the words. You could obviously say, like, we can use analogy words instead, like, we can replace words with each other, but um, let go. Does this mean forget? Does this mean, like, burn all ties? I don't think it's talking about, like, you have to burn all ties, like, in certain movies, fictitious movies, where, like, you have to burn ties to your past. I don't yeah. think that's what he's saying. Yeah, and I do think as uh, the second part comes around, they make, I feel like it becomes more clear what he means. Okay. So, so maybe we should save that as well. There you go, yeah. Especially since Aang was like three chakras ago, um, uh, the, 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 uh, the the emotions of love was actually a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious, but... Um, oh, but he also gives Aang a little uh, little nugget of not truth, but he, has, he gives him another way of like... Okay, so what you got to understand is like when you're when you face the Avatar state itself, you're gonna have to like you have to confront it and you have to admit like to to, to like stand stand firm, stand strong to it, right? Um, and there's a phrase that you're gonna you're gonna utter uh, when you get to it. So don't worry. And so he whispers into his ear. He's like, "Really? Uh, uh, okay." So Aang, you know, then starts meditating and trying to achieve this pure cosmic awareness or sorry, energy, excuse me. Whoops. Wrong franchise. <laughs> yeah. That's a really cool scene. It, it starts out with Katara being that cute little self floating in. And then she kind of disappears into the stars as we, yeah, basically a piece of cosmic Marvel here. I think <laughs> like he's almost walking on like some sort of rainbow bridge type of thing with this giant yeah. cosmic being the avatar state above him. There he is. Yeah. No, I think all that that visual stuff is just just awesome. Yeah, it's no uh, it's no Bifrost, but at the same time, I think it's pretty cool. I love the purple hue. And there's actually a very particular Marvel character that I was thinking of as the image of the of the um, uh, the Avatar state. Oh, who was that? Hmm. Shoot, I also just realized something that like the first the uh, in the first bottom of the uh, chakra was red and. Uh, or at least the the images we had were red, and now this one's purple. Son of a gun! I didn't realize until now. It's like it went through the whole spectrum, and from red to yellow, or you got red to orange to gr- yellow to green to blue to purple. Dang it! Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, I guess indigo's in there as well. Whatever, seven chakras. <laughs> anyways, I still say there's six. Anyways, whatever. Violet. I'm I'm also uh, the, yeah. We're basically just wasting time for you to like figure it out. I, sorry if I'm saying figure it out. My bad. Yeah, I've been trying to. I th- oh, I think I found. It. I think it was eternity, but I don't know. Oh, oh, good one. Okay, so there's yeah, it's either. Okay, so there's there's eternity. There's there's oblivion. There's it's not time. It's uh, something else. And then there's death. Is it time or what? What is that one? Because I think it's female. Oblivion's not oblivion. Oh yeah, oblivion's supposed to be male. Eternity and infinity. That's who it is. Infinity. That's that's who it is. But I think it is uh, eternity. Who you're thinking of? Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm looking up Affinity right now. Let me see. I don't think it looks like Eternity because Eternity has like, uh, it wears like a cloak and has it embedded with all these stars. <laughs> Sorry, embedded with all these stars. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, I don't think so. But I know what you mean, though. I could, I could totally see what you're talking about. Yeah, I couldn't figure out exactly which one. Something out of Kirby, basically. Yeah, or Jim Starlin. Either either one of them, I feel like could put that image in there. Golly, no! I actually kind of want to see what Kirby would have drawn with uh, with Ang. That actually would have been probably cool. Oh, but as he's walking this cosmic uh, stairway or 
whatever that is. Yeah, he confronts the Avatar state and is given a vision of Katara. Trapped and uh, it looks like she's getting pretty not treated well. <laughs> and instead of confronting and kind of accepting, giving up that attachment, instead he turns around and and goes to chase after her. And honestly, I thought it was kind of a weird response by uh, the guru there to be like, oh, if you if you go now, you'll never be able to access the Avatar state. I was like, eh, I don't know if I buy that. <laughs> you have locked. Yeah, you have locked the chakra. Well, it's like, but if you've locked it, can't you just, you know, but if he has the key, can not he just unlock it later? <laughs> yeah, that's that's why it seemed weird. It was it was almost like you have to do it on my timetable. Otherwise, you'll never be able to do it. I don't know. It was kind of weird. Like, I could say that he, um, what, what, what is it? Like, I could see him being like, oh, if you look at it, if you, if you do it in conjunction with like all the other ones, that that's what it is. Like, if you don't do it now, you'll have to start over. Well, we'll, we'll see how that turns out as we, as we go along. But really to me, what it felt like was just, again, kind of repeating a beat from the Empire Strikes Back. It's kind of like, I, don't go now. You need to, you need to stay and complete the training. It's like I gotta go save my friends. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> but yeah, so he gets on his X-wing and goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. His good old X-wing called Appa and uh, Yip Yips. Yeah, and then we, as he goes off to to chase after them, we see our old pair of uh, pair of dummies still on the road and. And they stop because they're like, did you hear something weird? It sounded like some metal uh, was was clanging in behind us here. Let's take a look what's going on with this Toph. And as they come around, it's been completely pried open and they're they're concerned. Like, oh, what could have done this? Yeah, this looks like a trick. How yeah. in the wide world is this a trick? Yeah, let's yeah, let's skip past that guy. He's uh, who he's a little bit yeah, a little bit off in the brain department. Oh, certainly. <laughs> Um, and then Toph's like, nope, it's not a trick. It's the real deal. And I'm coming to lay the smack down. Oh, dude. I somehow this turned into an open casket, um, match. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Is, is that what it's called? Or is it something else? Yeah. The casket match. Yeah. There you go. I haven't seen one of those in a long time. And then afterwards, she, after she locked him in, she's like, and you'll rest in peace. Ayo. And then all the fans, including me, stood up and clapped for him. Went, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> and then she goes out the best way she can. She like literally bends the earth, like literally go to uh, 2105 and like just makes a giant crater in the earth and just like rock waves out of here. Oh, it's insane. Yeah, it's some crazy visuals. She rides the wave. Let's <laughs> go. Like the, she's like the road runner, runner almost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, I thought that was just great. Although I did kind of feel bad for those two dummies. I was like, how are they going to get out of there now? Uh, yeah, we see in chorus time, they, they eventually stumble upon it. What's this? Let's this, 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 try to open this up. And it's just two skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> how long does, uh, how, how long does it take before the smell of urine uh, dissipates? Uh, it depends if it keeps just adding up. I guess so. Especially <laughs> since, you know, um, the, the the master himself was just like I have to go to the bathroom. It's like, ah, not the best time right now. Yeah, we're picking up some more threads that we haven't seen in a while. We uh we cut back over to to Sokka, and it seems like they've already done all their their preparations for the coming battle, and now it's just kind of waiting for the uh, the fight to start. And him and his dad have a nice little scene here where 
Sokka says, like, oh, now I get the chance to finally prove to you what a great warrior I am. And I love his dad's response of being like, I already knew. That's why I left you in charge back there. I thought that was a really, really nice little scene. So this is where this is an important scene, actually, for me when I realized something and how lucky Sokka has it. Not even lucky, but just like. Boy. Him and Zuko are just way opposites right now eh? like, oh yeah wow yeah. and and yet they're also similar in that their mothers both their mothers are gone mm. and both have fathers and like hakoda left Sokka in charge of the southern water tribe like basically just you know till he came back like and it's the opposite where like Sokka is the one at home and his dad's at sea like mm-hmm you can't get more mirrored than this. Like, holy crap. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't until this, uh, this watch that I didn't realize that, but like, man, that's something else. If, if like, if there's ever a way that Zuko and Sokka can like interact and have a civil conversation, man, I wish this mm. game up because mm. like, this is insane. Like I just, and it's, it is so nice to see like, yes, Sokka's like has tears of joy from his dad. Like, Oh man. Yeah. That's really nice. This is what every this is honestly what every like son wants to hear from their dad. I I mean it. Hakoda um, hmm. there, he's a great father figure, but like man, yeah, yeah, that's what just the separation between like and the different cultures there. It's like the the respect that Hakoda has for his son, um, and doesn't put too much pressure on him. And it was only Sokka who kind of made himself feel like he was in the dumps and not you know, worthy, but his father always did like, ah, yeah, but, uh, Oh my goodness. Sadly, we don't get to linger on that too long because right before the, they go off to fight together. That's when Aang drops in and he's, he even looks like he feels bad. He's like, Oh crap. I feel like I just stepped on a moment. (laughs) Yeah. He's like the plot awaits. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, Oh, come on. Not the plot. Why (laughs) can't the plot wait till next week? Not even like the moment where, uh, as we see Sokka and Aang flying away, Sokka looks back and potentially at a similar time, his father's also looking back and smiling, thinking about how proud of his son he is. Oh, yeah. Traveling with the Avatar. That's really nice. Um, yeah. Uh, and the scene changes to, I guess, the um, the Earth or the, the Ba Sing Se prison, um, yep. probably lo- located beneath the palace, where two Dai Li agents are bringing in one of the... Uh, one of the Kyoshi warriors there to, I, well, it's Wong Feng. You know, we haven't seen him in a while. Um, and yep. uh, why is Azula in a Kyoshi warriors outfit? This makes no sense. Oh, he's, he's finally figured it out. He's someone else is on my side at last. He's, he's figured out that she's been disguising herself as a, as a Kyoshi warrior. And, uh, and now that they're having their confrontation, he's like, I feel like you maybe planted a, or you've got these guys to bring you here. And, what's going on and yeah that's when they they strike up a deal who would who would guess that these two uh, baddies would have uh paired up was this a batman uh sequel probably <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend yeah and I, I like this twist i think it's a it's a good moment or a good uh, direction to go in i'm still questioning where azula got that kyoshi warriors outfit from was it from like the person that i think looks like her but it's not like I'm confused. Oh no, they're they're the same. They're uh, I, he he just explained it to us. I mean, you gotta pay more attention. Uh, to the scenes, you know? I don't believe you. 
Sorry. Uh, well, man. we'll find out. We'll find out. Let's. I think uh, I think this is a trick here because if I know Azula, she's always got like seventeen aces up her sleeve. So like, I feel like whatever she's doing here, she's playing the long thing right now for some reason. She's like ten moves ahead. Well, we'll definitely discuss some of that. But speaking of one of those aces, we cut back over to uh, the tea shop, and it looks like it's been a pretty successful day. The jasmine things have been going well. And then it, uh, the success, it just keeps piling up because a messenger brings Uncle Iroh uh, a missive, as it were, and he, uh, they got an invitation to serve the king some tea, some of their uh, well-renowned teas. It's reached all the way up to the palace. So, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. We'll see what that ends up being. Yeah, good for you, Uncle Iroh. That's quite convenient, actually, especially, in op- especially on opening day. Um... Yeah, especially after some... Some words of a family reunion. It uh, makes me suspicious there. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm not saying anything, but uh, <laughs> just on, 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 you know, we just finish off with like Zuko sweeping. I'm like, Zuko, do something. This is not you. Like, what is going on? He's happy. He's happy for his, his, his uncle's success. And seemingly Azula's happy about something too as we close on her smiling. So, uh, hmm. sure. Still wondering where the, Kyoshi Warriors outfit came from, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> well, but are you wondering what your thoughts are in this episode as we, we come to the close at last after another very long episode? <laughs> Not filler. Not filler at all. Yeah, and you uh, you you didn't like it very much, or? Oh, no, I did. I I, I did enjoy it for a <laughs> while. Wait, you think I disliked it? Like, no, of course not. I, I totally enjoyed it. I don't know. I'm starting to think maybe you didn't like this one. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just all right. Fair <laughs> enough. Like, if you want to project, go ahead. But I've been practicing the projection. Yeah, I've been. I've got a master uh, teacher to. Uh... Oh, there you go. Cool. Who is it? <laughs> uh, but but speaking of this episode, I I also uh, quite enjoyed this one. Um, I was looking forward to see how the the Guru Patek angle ended up being, and I think it really served itself well. Uh, even though it definitely was making me think of The Empire Strikes Back, uh, it was reminding me of it in a good way. And DR movie really pulled out all the stops for the visuals. So I was really happy with this one. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's I can see why these were lopped together. It's like part one, just because like afterwards it is the, the next part is the story. But I can also see why it's not part one. So because or else I would have just called it part one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they do feel distinctly different. Um, but yeah, the, thanks again for for coming along for this episode. I can't believe we're we're at the finale after this. That's uh, yeah, that's surprising. Actually, I'm kind of not even. Yeah, it's not even in my mind right now. Yeah, so everyone, you know, watch the episode and in two weeks from now, join us as we uh, as we discuss the big end. Listen to the episode. I guess watch the episode and listen to it as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, watch the episode and then wait two weeks. <laughs> For the next episode as we we watch the crossroads of destiny if you uh find yourself confr- uh, being introspective and confronting and unlocking your inner chakras what do you get at the end of the journey what do you see do you accept it or do you not do you question what an earthly tether is or no till next time peace <laughs>
This section of the podcast contains spoilers for all seasons of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Spoilers. Enter at your peril. Now, here's the thing. I will I will I will spoil. So Avatar Roku has a wife. And yet he was a fully fledged Avatar. Hmm. That's an earthly attachment. Yeah. So like what the heck? And do I even need to say, let go your earthly tether, enter the void? Like, Zahir? <laughs> like, do I even have to mention the fact that he did it at the uh, Eastern Air Temple as well? Like, he did that and he achieved uh, weightlessness? Like, what the fudge? <laughs> like, guys, although there's still, the, there's still the idea that he still has his, like, mentality. Like, even though Pai Lee was killed that was what let him like you know achieve weightlessness um because of earthly attachments there's still also the fact that he has earthly connection to his uh belief if that's the case but i i don't know maybe i'm wrong on that yeah this guy's like uh oh what's his name the guy was running uh monday night nitro and wcw drove into the ground oh yeah oh whatever yeah what was that guy's name oh man did he end up joining WWE, by the way, or was like after they like seized it, or am I just wrong on that? Yeah, no, he did. Yeah. Oh wow. When they did their whole uh, invasion storyline, yeah, he played a role there, and then he eventually showed up on Raw for for a few years. Oh boy. And I I recently started watching Nitro too, it because I was watching it all in order from '95. That was the year that Nitro started, so I've watched like the first three episodes of that. So how 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 has that been so far? Uh, surprisingly, it feels much more modern and better than uh, the 95 WWE. Feels like they're way ahead of the curb. Only for a time being, though. I know, like, you know, once yeah. once that once that part where, like, you know, Mankind wins against uh, The Rock with uh, for the World Heavyweight title, like, that's that's when, like, they win. <laughs> or at least they, that's when they overturn Nitro. Yeah, 95, it was still, like, they're in the, they're in the semi-old days with WWE, but... Yeah, I'm pretty sure 96 and 97 is when they switched gears due to the competition. But it was Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff, you're correct. Thank you, sir. 